God is big. His very hands carved out the universe and molded us into existence. Breathing the breath of life in us, he gave us living souls. He etched the tops of the mountains and spoke light into the stars. He is written into the very fabric of space-time because he himself is the establisher of time. He cradles every galaxy in the palm of his hands. The very weight of his glory makes room for the law of gravity. He signs his name on every subatomic particle, declaring it his. His majesty is unmatched. His grandeur is incomprehensible. And yet, he is specific. He limits himself to our concept of time to meet us. In his boldness, he speaks in a still and small voice that is loud enough to drown out the very idea of fear. He speaks to the individual in a way that is distinct. And his love is personal. His love is personal. The foundation of today's topic is his love. God's defining characteristic is his love. He does all things from that love. His peace, his anointing, his healing power, his mercy, his grace, his goodness. It all stems from this one relentlessly true fact. And that is he loves us. Isn't it amazing to realize that his great, this great and wondrous God who created every single thing loves you? I mean, the God of the universe and creator of the stars limited himself to human flesh to die on the cross simply because he loves. Today, we discuss this astonishing and miraculous truth about God's love that he pursues us. Welcome to Becoming the Podcast. Last time I talked about the search and about how we need to lay aside our own weights and lay aside our sins and lay aside our insecurities in order to seek after God and to be fully free to do so and make that a practical step in our daily walk with God. But I want to talk about the flip side to that today and about how God pursues us, how he searches for us sometimes. So, I know this episode has already started a little bit different, but bear with me as we get into the search part two, the God of Pursuit. Welcome to Becoming the Podcast. We are all on a journey, and my prayer is that we can have authentic conversations that support you on your own. I hope you're excited as we dive into the next lesson of Becoming. Like I started it at the last episode, I want to do a little prayer. I still don't have any prayer requests, so if you guys have any prayer requests, please be sure to DM them to us on our Instagram at becoming.thepodcast. I would love to pray for you, but before we have prayer requests, I'm still going to pray. So, dear Jesus, thank you, God, for giving me this opportunity to share your truth and your light and your love via this podcast please bless it and allow me to say the right things and get to the right person's ears and give us strength throughout this next week give us peace and comfort and remind us that your love is everlasting and your love exists beyond our own comprehension and you are always fighting for us in jesus name we pray amen With Becoming the Podcast, I want to dive into deep and personal issues because I believe personal honesty is the greatest way to guide people to 
the truth. My audience on this podcast is full of so many different types of people. There are Christians. There are those who are saved. Since the beginning of my life, there are people who have just been recently saved. There are people who are like me and been in the church their whole life. There are people who came into the church when they were in the middle of their life. There are people who aren't even in the church and who are just listening because they're my friends. And shout out to you guys. I love you guys. But with this crazy listenership, I just want to serve and to speak and do the best that I can to help my people who are listening. After the first episode, I became very overwhelmed with the response. So many people reached out to me saying that they loved it, and I really got scared that I would not be able to produce content that was always satisfying or helpful or impactful. I just wanted to do something relevant. So with that being said, when thinking about the next episodes to follow, I went over literally hundreds of ideas. I have notebook pages just full of just ideas. And this one kept coming up in my head. I could not get away from it. I kept trying to push it away and search for some more revelatory topic or some concept or idea that has never been thought of before, which is nothing in the sense. I don't know why I was searching for that. But I kept coming back to this because in the midst of all this insecurity and anxiety came one phenomenal truth. God loves me. And his love and approval is the only thing that I need. And what's crazy is that through this experience, God proved to me the very topic that was on my heart. That he is the God of pursuit. He kept coming back to me and speaking with me. and made it even more evident in my mind that God loves me enough to seek after me and want to talk to me. He really does pursue and he was even showing me that. I recorded this episode so many different times and I had to redo them because I would get on these long tangents and just keep talking and talking about how great God's love is. But I just couldn't stop myself. And that's the whole thing from the beginning of this episode, that little chunk of, I don't know if it would be considered a poem, but chunk of spoken word that just talked about how great and marvelous God is because that's who he is but he is love first John 4 and 8 tells us God is love and Jeremiah 31 3 God speaks and says I have loved you with an everlasting love if I were to pick one word to describe God it would be everlasting and even in the whole beginning part where I was talking about God, even if I spent an hour talking about God, I would still not even express who he is. But everlasting, yes, it talks about time and how God is from the beginning of time into the end of itself and outside of it even because he is the creator of time itself. So he's everlasting. He has no end. But just visualize everlasting as a as a substance imagine an everlasting spirit an everlasting like god is everlasting in every single concept and connotation of the phrase he is everlasting love that is who god is and i'm trying so hard not to get onto even a longer tangent 
but it's just so mind-blowing and I know that this is nothing new I mean I feel like we talk about God's love all the time but you can never just talk about it too much and there's never something that should be like we should stop talking about it so much like okay let's move on God's love is literally so everlasting at these layers and these interwoven parts and like woven into every aspect of God's character is his love every single part about every single thing about him that we know his mercy his grace his resurrection power his healing and anointing his blessings his authority and dominion it all comes from his love the very substance of God is love Throughout the centuries of sin and mistakes and turning away, the one thing that was engraved into the very foundation of earth was God's love and his forgiveness. This is God and his perfect love which casts out our fear. This is God who removes from us the title of slave and replaces it with child of God. This is God, who seeks those who were estranged and brings us in. This is God, who loves people who turn away from him, and yet his love goes on. This is God, who pursues us. This is God. Luke chapter 15 illustrates three stories of how God's love works. I am sure we've all heard at least one of these, but please bear with me. At the time that Jesus shared these parables, the Pharisees were muttering that Jesus was eating with sinners and associating with them. Then he says this. The first story, he describes a man who had 100 sheep. He leaves the 99 sheep and seeks after the one sheep which was lost. Jesus is careful to say it like this, that he went after that which is lost until he found it. Luke 15 and 4. The second story is of a woman with ten pieces of silver, and she lost one. She lights a candle and sweeps through the house and, quoting, seeks diligently till she find it. Luke 15 and 8. The third story is of a son who demands his inheritance before his father even dies and leaves his father's house. He takes this inheritance and spends it on wasteful and wasteful living once his pockets run dry a famine began in the land which he lived and he had no access to food he finds a farmer who allows him to feed the pigs he was so hungry and very close to just eating the slop from the pigs he soon came to the revelation that even his father's servants were living comfortably he decided to go back to his father he planned it all out and said i'm going to go to my dad and i'm going to say look I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your servants. That's Luke 15, 18 to 19. My paraphrased version. As he was coming back to his father's house, and it was yet a long ways away, his father sees him and runs to him, and then he has a celebration. Why? Because his son was lost and is now found. Luke 15 and 24. So there are a few things to draw from these stories. I know these are some of the most common stories, but I just can't get over how beautiful they are. The first thing 
that I love is that in the first two stories, that which was lost is sought after until it is found. And in the story about the father and son, the father is clearly looking for his son, looking out over the edge of his land, searching just to see, is he coming back yet? Is he coming back yet? Waiting and anticipating. He saw the son from a long ways away and went running to his son as soon as he saw him. This is the truth about God. He is seeking for us until he finds us. Now, surely God knows where we are at at all times. In his omniscience, he can pinpoint where we are and how we're feeling at all times. In his omnipresence, he exists where we are at at all times. So, what is this searching? Why did Jesus choose to share this fact? And even at the end of each story, he comments and says that this is how heaven rejoices when one is found. And when one lost person turns to repentance. So, God doesn't seek us in the way that we define seeking. He's not looking for us and saying, oh my goodness, where did Rebecca go? I, I can't see her anymore. He knows exactly where I'm at, but his love reaches to us. His forgiveness reaches to us. He puts repentance before us. He looks for us in the way that he is always speaking to us or showing us something in a way that we understand. That is how he pursues us. And that he came down from heaven and robed himself in flesh, he pursues us. And that he died for us to wash away our sins, he pursues us. And that he fills us with the Spirit, he pursues us. And that he still continually will meet us in prayer, he pursues us. This is the God of pursuit, not because he needs to pursue us, not because he needs us to exist, not because he needs us to be saved, but because he wants us to be saved. He pursues us in that he's extending his faithful love to us. That's another part of Jeremiah 31 and 3 that I had spoke about earlier. He's extending his love to us. He pursues us in that he's chasing us down he's he's sending us people to go and share the gospel he is sending us dreams or he sends us visions he sends us his own voice that comes and speaks to us in soft whispers he expels hatred and fear from our lives he is pursuing us he is constantly demonstrating his love for us romans tells us that he demonstrates his love for us that while we were still sinners he came down and died for us god is a god of pursuit because he is a god of action he does not just sit up in heaven waiting for us to turn to him but he has provided a path he has provided a plan and he provides people and the bible for us so that we can find salvation he is pursuing us because he is a god of action i'll say it again because he is a god of action and that is the most amazing thing about god he is his love he is love and the most exciting and true thing about his love the to dumb it down into one word is again action pursuit it it is a love 
that will not relent. I love that song, and I know there's so much controversy about it, but I'm not going to get into that part. But Reckless Love by Corey Asbury, and that bridge just gets me every time because it says there's no mountain that you won't climb up. There's no wall that you won't kick down. There's no lie you won't tear down coming after me. No shadow you won't light up. And that is God. That is God because he's not just waiting for us to figure it out, but he is coming to find us. In the New Testament, I forget which gospel, I'm not going to even guess, but it says that he has come to seek and to save that which is lost. It says it right there. He is seeking after us. And again, I'm not saying that God doesn't know where we are at at all times, but you, I'm sure you understand. He is seeking after us. He's looking for us. He's coming down from heaven every day in his omnipresence. My favorite Old Testament story of God pursuing a human being is found in Genesis chapter 16. Here we find Sarai and Abram who have heard the promise from God that they were going to give birth to nations and they have sure so close to giving up. In fact, they Sarai brings Abram her handmaid and her servant and said, Maybe this is God's plan. Maybe you guys should have a child and it can we can raise it together, you know? And then afterwards she feels horrible she becomes angry with her servant and um just angry and she mistreats her so much that Hagar leaves and runs away from her and verse 7 of chapter 16 of Genesis I'm reading it in the CSB version says the angel of the Lord found her by a spring in the wilderness found her he didn't just wait for Hagar to quote-unquote, come to her senses and come back. He didn't just wait for her to figure it out on her own, but he found her. And he talks to her, and she tells him, and he gives her a promise. And my favorite thing of all time is verse 13. So she named the Lord who spoke to her. You are El Roi. El Roi is a Hebrew word, and it means God sees me. For she said, in this place, have I actually seen the one who sees me? God himself was finding her in her affliction and her torment. He was not waiting for her because he is a God of action. He is the God of pursuit. I'm going to use this story in another episode I already know, but that is something, just that specific verse he the angel of the lord found her he found her god is not up in heaven looking at you like you are full of sin and with condemnation in his eyes but he is looking at you and he is seeking after you and he is reaching and extending his love and grace and mercy to you and saying i'm here i have come to be a father to the fatherless he is whispering to you through every single thing that you see every single thing that you hear and you're like i think that might be god but 
Surely he can't be talking to me. Surely he can't be thinking of me. I am surely not good enough for that. But no. He is seeking after you. More true than the earth. More true than the sun. More true than space and time and the universe. More everlasting than time itself god loves you and this podcast is meant to be some sort of practical help and talking about becoming but i just feel so strongly in my spirit that we need to remember that god is a god of love last time i talked about the search and about how we need to be seeking after god in our prayer and our bible reading but it's so important to know that we would never be able to live this life without the love of god that seeks us and meets us we cannot touch heaven but heaven can surely touch us that is god This is Jesus, the love that is everlasting. This is Jesus, the God of pursuit. This is Jesus who whispers to you through a still and small voice. This is Jesus who died on the cross for you to pay a price that you should have paid. This is Jesus who is active and personal and real. This is Jesus the God of pursuit. Thank you for listening to Becoming the Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at becoming.thepodcast. Make sure you're sharing with your friends and put this on your favorites list on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.